Hey everyone, this is Aaron St. Dennis, the FF Mad Scientist, and welcome to the Mad Science <laughs> Mad Science Lab Podcast. Choking on my own my own tongue here. So off to a good start. I got Jesse with me today. We are here to do the NFL Week 10 Fantasy Football AFC home game preview. How's it going, Jesse? It's good. Uh, I'm still just still a little out of it. Daughter's home for Veterans Day. We are enjoying the time together, but as always with her, it's chaotic. So the house is just an upheaval at the moment. So yeah, it's it's been, it's been fun. <laughs> I love those. We we don't have that. It's it's Remembrance Day over here, not more mm-hmm. Memorial Day. We don't have it. The kids and everyone are in school. Uh, at work, we used to get it, but we traded it to have. We can trade our holidays. So our union oh, voted nice. on it, and we traded it to get New Year's Eve instead. <laughs> so, yes, that's a good call. That's a good call. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we don't have the day off. I do, however, there's a whole, uh, PA day for something next Friday. So my kid gets next Friday off instead. So yay me. Yeah, oh yeah, you win. All righty, I guess let's get into it here. We're going to start by previewing Texans at Bengals, which is surprisingly a surprisingly good game. Not what you would have expected coming in. The QBs we've got are Burrow and Stroud. It is 14th best matchup for Burrow. You're starting him as a high-end one. I have him as my QB2 this week. 10th best matchup for CJ Stroud. Also starting him as a QB1. I believe I have him as QB5. I do so. Two of the top five QBs in this uh, in the week are in this matchup for me. What do you think here? Yeah. Um, is, your, is it showing up for you on the screen? Because I'm looking at the screen right now, and there's no matchup guide thing like at all. There. It's, just, it's just the picker background. So either my – Computer's messed up, or no, it's, not showing, it's up. showing on mine. It's not. Oh, funny. weird. Okay, yeah, mine's just being stupid. All right. So, anyways, I'll go. <laughs> Don't worry. Try again. Let me add but... it back and see if that does it. Now it's not showing on mine at all. That's odd. Yeah, it's see, a, that's, that's what I was dealing with. I was like, huh. ah, what the heck? Is that what's showing on mine? Weird. I don't know. That was okay. Weird. Anyways, go ahead. Talk about what yeah. you're saying. I'm going to see if I can figure out what the hell the problem is. Stroud's a monster. Like, I don't know what else to tell people. Like, he's incredible. He's on pace for, like, 4,800 passing yards, 30 touchdowns, two interceptions. He's been anything we ever could have asked for. So, if you have Stroud, I don't care. Like, he's not just an auto start at this point. He's too good not to start. Like, <laughs> like that game last week was just absurd watching it. And then Burrow's finally healthy. Uh, it doesn't look like he's – oh, there it is. Hey, we're back. We were back, baby. It's weird. Um, it's you know what it is? I hit the button up there to full screen it, and it was showing up on my on my end, but not on yours. Apparently, StreamYard doesn't like when I full full uh full screen it to cut out the borders here. Like I wanted that oh, the edge where you see the plus minus. I tried to cut that out yeah. and I didn't like it. That's weird. That's so weird. But yeah, Burrow's back. Like he he's making plays on the run, he's hitting dimes, like he's doing everything we expected him to do. It just took him about six, seven months with that injury, or not much weeks with that injury. So, yeah, he has Chase because um, Chase practiced today, so I'm expecting Chase to play. If he didn't have Chase or Higgins, that would be a bit worried, but it's going to bump Boyd up for him. So, yeah, Burrow's still QB2. Like, the matchup's great for him, and you're just you're, – you're thrilled with either one of these guys this week, I would say so. so. All right. At running back, we have the 14th best matchup for the Texans, ninth best matchup for the Bengals. I'm starting Mixon as a, I think, oh, he's my RB12. It's kind of a volume, volume issue, but it's an elite volume, so you got to start him. I am a little bit torn here. I have Devin Singletary ranked as RB23, and I don't know where I have Damian Pierce. Pierce is RB way down there. Pierce is in the 40s for me. 
So uh, my projections seem to think that uh, they like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Singletary far better. So that's interesting. Yeah, so Damien, he's on like an injury list for me. So like I need to check why he's on the injury list. Like I thought he was healthy, but I don't know. I'm not doing this. I was, maybe so. that's it. Maybe that, that see when I was scrolling for him, yeah. the first thing that okay. popped into so my head is that I have him lower because I have him flagged as injury risk. Or injured, yeah, miss possibly missing the game. So if you say he's injured, that makes sense as to why I have him so much lower. Because I just I think when I wrote these, I expected him to miss the game. So let me double check. Yeah, I checked injury report. He injured his ankle, so he missed practice with an ankle injury yesterday. So that he is. might not play. I don't know. It just helps Singletary out. So like, yeah, that's what. Okay, so that's part of my formula. I use it on the uh, the Roto Wire practice reports. Uh -huh. So he has two consecutive DNPs. So right when he has more DNPs than LPs or full practices, I list him as unlikely to play. And that's why he has tanked uh, in mind. So I, I forget exactly what my algorithm there is, but I would assume back-to-back -back DNPs, even if you practice once, I probably have them in the like 25% likelihood of playing. That's why you're probably getting tw one quarter of the uh, – the projection here, which is why he is at 40, 47, as opposed to uh Singletary, like I said, being 23. So I am projecting Singletary to be the lead back in this one and no Pierce. Thoughts? Yeah, me, me, me too. Uh, interestingly enough, it's going to bump him up into the, like above the 30 range for me. I have him 33. He was kind of just sitting there, but Pierce or Singletary? Uh, Singletary. He was sitting okay. there. Pierce is like well, oh, well below that, yeah. uh, but like he's kind of just off my list. So like I'm going to push him into the 20s again. If he's officially out and ruled out, like I'll just bump him up a little bit more. So, you know, you have top 30 running back, like you're you're happy with it. You can, you know, flex him, go with that. On the flip side, Joe Mixon gets like the best volume in the NFL. So it's really hard to take him out of the RB1 conversation each week just because he gets like an 80% opportunity share. He's in like the 75% snap share. Like he gets everything you want. It's just kind of inefficient volume. It's more similar to like Rashad White, but it's a good matchup and you just fire him up. Like it should, he just needs to find touchdowns as well with Mixon. At receiver, third worst matchup for the Bengals, 17th best for the Texans. I am going to make some changes at some point, but I work today, so I haven't got to factor in today's practice reports. Some of them aren't even out. Um, so we have, I have Jamar Chase at seven. That's probably going to hold tight. I have T Higgins right now at 11. That's going to drop because it looks like he's DNP again today. So once that's factored into the ranking, he's going to drop into the 20s, I would imagine. As far as Houston receivers, I have Nico as my highest. He's at 23. Tank Dell is at 26. Those will both probably go up a bit. But like I said, I anticipate Higgins bumping down, which will probably bump Boyd up. Boyd for me right now is yep. in the 40s. He will bump up probably to a wide receiver three. How about you? Yeah, it's um, with Higgins. I've dropped it down to like wide receiver 33 this week. I'm kind of basically just treating him as out. So he's just going to keep falling and falling. This me week too. I just haven't, I haven't had time to update today. I was waiting for uh, after work today, I'll see the last practice reports and then I'll, he'll be bumped down for me too. Yeah. I've gone back and forth with um, the Houston receivers with Tank Dell and Nico Collins. I actually currently have Nico two spots ahead of Tank Dell. Or sorry, Tank Dell two spots ahead of Nico. But like I'm, I've, have not made up my mind on how to go with those guys. They're both like low end wide receiver twos for me this week. And I'm trying to figure out how I want to play them. But right now that's where I'm settled with those two guys. But yeah, like you have three guys you can throw in your lineup for sure. And then the injury to Higgins, Boyd's going to make it four. So realistically, 
you could play Boyd. It's just there is really isn't much of a ceiling with Boyd. He's like he's like a Michael Thomas plus in this game where he's gonna get volume and he's gonna give you, you know, 10 to 15 points and he'll be solid for you. So like you, know, you can play Boyd as well. Tight ends, it's the third best matchup for Irv Smith, who I'm not playing. Second best matchup for Dalton Schultz, who is currently my tight end six on the week. So I'm definitely playing him. The kickers. Uh, middle of the pack matchup for I still have Fairbairn listed for the Texans. I don't know if he plays, I don't think he plays. I think he's out multiple weeks, but either way, if it's not him, I'm not starting the Texans kicker. 15th best matchup for McPherson, he's probably someone you're gonna have to start as a low end one. Let me look at my rankings. I feel like he's probably nine. Oh, no, I have a much higher. I'm at five. So my formula likes this matchup, I guess. Um, so I guess start McPherson. And then as far as DSTs, third worst matchup for the Bengals, sixth worst matchup for the Texans. I don't really want to start either DSTs. And I'm looking at my rankings, hoping they're both outside the top 12 for me. And if not, they'll be moved down. They are both well outside the top 10 for me. Do, do, do. Texans are 19. Bengals are 15, 15. So, yeah, not great. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, it's just good offenses. This is the problem with good offenses who have really, really strong quarterbacks. Like, I, I'm terrified playing those guys. Well, it's mediocre deep. defenses uh, doesn't yeah. help either. So, no. <laughs> I, I play in offenses against defenses that are kind of bend, not break. They're not exactly what you would say elite or what you would call elite defenses. Yeah, and right, just thinking back with Schultz, like he's um he's at twenty percent target share, so like he's been really good in this offense. So I'm just gonna keep firing up each week at this point till it till it changes for him. Next up, we are going to talk Packers at Steelers. This is a rematch of what the 09 Super Bowl. I think so. Quarterback plays a little bit different in this one. <laughs> yeah, so it's not Big Ben and Rodgers. It's Jordan Love and Kenny Pickett. Yikes. Oh boy. Uh, 19th best matchup for Love. I think he's just a QB2 for me. Probably high-end QB2 upside, low-end QB1 upside. He's kind of – he's looked hit and miss. Fourth worst matchup for Pickett. I want nothing to do with him unless it's – excuse me, in Superflex. Um, where are they on my rankings? I've got Pickett at 21 and Love even lower. That's surprising. I have Love at uh, 23. Wonder why so low in my projections. That might have to be changed. I'm going to move him up to 20. So I'm going to have him back to back at 20 and 21 here. I think I prefer Jordan Love over Kenny Pickett. I don't like Kenny Pickett, and I don't like facing the Packers defense. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. Kenny Pickett's like quarterback 25 for me. And it's funny you move Love up to that exact spot because that's where I have him at QB20. Like Love is, he just has not been very good this year. And we continue to see it with him. So. He's been a little bit better for fantasy, but man, it's just it's rough with him. They need to figure it out and find ways for him to get the Christian Watson the ball because he's the most explosive player they have. So like make that work for them because everything else and with the help of Aaron Jones, that helps too. But like it's just it's been rough for both these quarterbacks. Running backs, as you spoke of, seventh best matchup for Green Bay, tenth best matchup for the Steelers. I am starting Aaron Jones as the highest of the four here. I have him as RB16. I've got Najee at 20. I've got Jalen Warren at 27. And I've probably got Dylan. Dylan at 37. So I've got a two. Well, I guess a two. And then I've got both Steelers kind of on the two, three borderline for me. 
Mm-hmm. I don't really like either. And then I've got AJ Dillon as like almost a four, like desperation flex. I think I still have Najee Harris slightly ahead, but the gap is narrowing. I'm just not ready. Every time we do this where it's like, okay, we're going to just put Warren ahead. It never works. So I'm airing on the conservative side, but I certainly, if you had to ask me which of these two I'd rather have on my team rest of season, I'd much rather have Jalen Warren over Najee Harris. But for this week, I have Najee three or four spots ahead. What do you got? So I would definitely prefer Najee at this point. He's just been better at running back this year. And like the way I look at it is his floor is so high. Like it only drops so low in a game. Like it's not going to go. And on the flip side, the ceiling is so high for Warren with these two plays. So like, it's just, it's harder for Warren to ever be the RB1 in that offense. Like it's just, that's just how it works. Like Najee gets the easy looks. Warren gets the passing down stuff. He gets some mixed in the third down and stuff. But like Najee's the more focal point of the two. So like I would prefer him between the two. But realistically, they're both RB2s. You know, you kind of, Need touchdowns for them to ever get into the close to the 20 point range. Like Warren was really good last week and he put up like 12 points, I think. Najee put up 14. On the flip side, like Jones is stud. Like I get it, he's old, but Aaron Jones is the best player the Packers have. So like he gets the ball, good things happen to that offense. The offense looks like completely different with him on the field. So yeah, like you're happy to have Aaron Jones back in your fantasy lineups. Wide receiver, fourth best matchup for the Packers, eleventh <clears throat> worst for the Steelers. Uh, and this one, I think I still have the two Steelers as my highest. I do. I have Deontay at 17. I have Pickens at 32. And then I don't have any of these guys as higher than a three. That surprises me. I'm normally a little higher on Dobbs. I have, oh, all three of them pretty much back to back to back. I have Watson at 38, uh, Dobbs at 36, and then Reed at 42. So they're in a spot. I kind of have them all as low-end threes because I don't really know what to make of any of them. They all have good upside. They all have no floor, and they all seem to bounce around. So I definitely prefer either Steeler. I prefer Deontay Johnson by a mile in, in this matchup yeah. over any of the other options. It's not even close. Yeah, Deontay is the guy you can lock in your lineups so confident with it. Like, he's back. Finally, over the injury, we were a little bit concerned earlier in the year where Pickens was seeing, like, really good volume and usage, but – Deontay came back and said, hey, guess what, guys? I'm by far the best wide receiver on this team. They're good. You know, pick it. It doesn't matter. It's quarterback, Trubisky, like they're targeting him. So, yeah, it's Deontay by a mile. And then it's really just how you want to go with this. Both Pickens and Watson have, like, upside plays with the floor super low. And Dubs has been – he's been okay. He's just been kind of up and down a little bit. But, yeah, he's, his floor is a little bit safer than most. It's just – Watson, it seems <clears> like he's healthy. So, like, that should, you know, push him back up to where he was before a little bit. Tight ends, fourth worst matchup for the Packers. Musgrave, stash him, don't play him. Tenth worst matchup for the Steelers. Fryermuth still out. Stash him, don't play anyone on the Steelers. So let's avoid both tight ends. Ninth best matchup for Anders Carlson. I always forget which Carlson it is. Anders Carlson, 16th best matchup for Boswell. I think I have them both as mediocre starts this week. They're probably both fringe top 12. Let me double check here. Boswell, 10. Carlson. Carlson must be farther down. Carlson is. He's 17. So that's interesting. Let me move him up a few. But uh, like I said, Probably start Boswell. You can start Carlson if you have to. I doubt either of these guys are rostered. Uh, 17th best matchup for the Packers, D. 15th best for the Steelers. Don't mind either of them. I'd be willing to bet when I check that they're both in my top 12 or around there. I'm correct. Steelers, 9. Packers are a little lower. Packers are. 
Packers are way lower. I'm not in. I'm not 100. Have you been? I don't watch the Packers all that much because I hate them. Um, have the Packers really been struggling again? I have the yeah, Packers as my second lowest defense this week. That's it's been rough for them. Like they put up some decent fancy points, but man, like they just have not been very good this year. It's it's just been a struggle, like all around. Like they're what are they like two and six or something? I think I don't know. Like, but it's it's rough. I have the Steelers as a top ten, and I have the Packers as the second worst matchup of the week. So, or second yeah. worst uh, DST of the week. So, my uh, rankings do not like the Packers. Let me tell you that. So do not start them. Any anything else you'd like to add there before we move yeah. on? Yeah, I was surprised how low I had Boswell in my rankings. I was like, he was like my second last kicker. I was like, wow, okay, I guess my thing does not like him this week. But yeah, uh, interestingly enough, I just don't want to play the Packers guys. Like that's, and I was looking at the roster percentage of both those kickers. Yeah, they're super low. I think it's like twelve. You said you have second, you have Boswell your second lowest. Yeah, I don't know why. I was like, I, it seems really I have him low. ten. I check. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like I looked, and it's right here. He's literally behind Brandon McManus for Jacksonville. He's twenty-seven. Boswell, so I don't know what the hell's going on with that. I need to like take or something, but I was like 27. That seems super low. I don't get it. Yeah, buy him as a top 10. I'm never a Boswell yeah, guy. Like, uh, Tomlin oh. isn't big on kicking, but he's been good, so yeah. All righty, next up we have the Lions and Chargers. Let's start with the QBs. Fourth best matchup for Goff. I guarantee you he's a top. Eight for me this week. 12th worst matchup for Herbert. Guarantee you he's still probably a top six or eight as well. I've got him back to back. Five for Goff, six for Herbert. I have Goff just slightly better. I think his weapons at this point are probably better. I mean, Allen and Herbert or Allen and Eckler are awesome, but he's got a lot of banged up guys. Either way, they're both top six options for me. What do you got here on the uh, quarterback situation? Yeah, I got, um, interestingly enough, I have Goff two spots ahead of Herbert. But, yeah, they're both top seven. Uh, yeah, I've got one spot ahead, so I'm not going to fight you on it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, him. I wonder if going into the week, I was like, is Goff going to end up higher than Herbert for rankings? And he is. And I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. My just, bad. I um, with Monty coming back, it kind of, like, changes it a little bit. Like, I'm curious to see how that works out between the two of them. But, like, realistically, <laughs> it's a it's a sweet matchup. So, you roll Goff. Um, the sleeper projections have him like a half a point apart. So yeah, like I'm I'm not gonna find anybody that's a good one. But yeah, you you play both these quarterbacks this week for sure. The running back situation is where it gets interesting. Middle of the pack matchup for the Lions, second worst matchup for the Chargers. I get it, the Lions are a tough defense to run against. I am still starting Eckler. He is my RB four four on the week. Yes, four on the week. Um, so I don't care about the matchup. The Lions scare me a bit. I have these guys back-to-back -back at 15 and 16. I have Gibbs one spot higher. Uh, just in the event, maybe they ease him into things here. Uh, or Sorry, they, maybe they ease Montgomery into things here, but this scares me. I'm worried you're going <clears> to, <throat> you know, there's one of two possible outcomes here. Either this injury was what Gibbs needed and he's never going to seed back the role, or more likely this is going to go right back to a timeshare and, Maybe less so towards Montgomery. Maybe it'll be even this time. But either way, this is not what I want as a Jameer Gibbs owner. No, it's not. It's not ideal, right? Because we were hoping uh, Gibbs breakouts officially is here, and I think he's gonna he's gonna be a bigger part of the offense. But like Montgomery's a good running back. They like Montgomery in the role he's gonna play. So he's he's really gonna like cap the freaking goal line stuff from him. And that's where it's gonna hurt Gibbs the most. But yeah, like I'm gonna especially in an offense like this where it's gonna be like a high scoring game and shootout. Like I want Gibbs. Like Gibbs the running back from the target. Because, like, you know, there's going to be a lot of points. He's going to be on the field a lot. They could be behind, particularly against Chargers. So, like, I'll go with Gibbs. But, 
yeah, it's not ideal. And Eckler, I had him at RB12, but, like, I'm pushing him up. That's way too low. Like, I can't do that. He, uh, I'm going to flip him in Barclays and give him RB8 on the week. The, uh, <clears throat> the wide receivers are easy here. Eighth best matchup for the Lions. I have Amon Ross St. Brown as my number two this week. Start him. Don't start anyone else. Keenan Allen gets the seventh worst matchup. I have him as my wide receiver three this week. So two and three, start St. Brown, start Allen. I have nobody else on uh, either of these receiving cores inside the top 40. My next highest is Quinton Johnston. I'm firing up two as elite options, and I'm avoiding every single other receiver. Any, anybody else there for you? I think you said it best. Um, yeah, you don't, like, interestingly enough, Amon Ross St. Brown is a younger version of Keenan Allen, basically. Like, that's what he is in the NFL. So, it's like, these are the two guys we trust. They see targets. It's it's ideal for fantasy points. So, yeah, like, you fight, you start these guys every week. I have one team that's so stacked, I always go back and forth between Amon Ross, like, Cup, and Lamb. And I have to bench one of those guys. So, thankfully, the Cup's out, so I play both those guys. Don't worry about it. Uh, tight end, 11th best matchup for Everett on the Chargers. I have him as a mid-range tight end, too. I think he's 16. 15 or 16 for me. If you have to, you could probably play him. I'd like to avoid it. 16th best matchup for Sam Laporta, who is my tight end one on the week. Start him. Both kickers, uh, fifth worst matchup for Dicker. Don't care. He's the uh, number one kicker on the year. Patterson, seventh worst. Don't care. I'm starting him anyways. Uh, he is seventh for me. Both of these high-end options at kicker. DST, second worst matchup for the Lions. Seventh worst matchup for the Chargers. I want nothing to do with either of them. I would pick who I'd rather start out of the two, but I don't think I'd want to start either of them. They are, these should be the last two for me. The Chargers are second last. Uh, no, the Chargers are last. The Lions are third last. So that'll even be worse because I will be moving Green Bay up after the show. So these two are likely going to fall as my last and second last DST on the week. Avoid both. Yeah, that's it's. It's rough if you're playing one of these defenses, I would say. Um, if you're going to choose between them, I'm going to pick the Lions just because they've been a better defense. But, like, I really don't want to play them. I'm right there with you. Just look other ways. Agreed. <clears throat> it's uh, it's not pretty. <laughs> I, I don't know. Unless you're in a league, like a, a league where every single DST is owned, I can't see ever having to play either of these. All right. Next up, Jets at Raiders. Let's start with the <laughs> – quarterback situation i guess we'll call it the, the quarterbacks if you want to call them those i i don't know what else we can refer to them as but uh yeah, sixth worst matchup for jimmy g 11th worst matchup for zach wilson i'm afraid to see where i have these two but it's not going to be high it is zach wilson is 27th i have him behind both potential falcons quarterbacks one of whom is not going to start he is behind both Jimmy G, I feel like he should be higher on here. Uh, so Jimmy G's not playing. It's Aiden O'Connell. He's the starter. Oh, okay. That's why. I'm looking for Jimmy G. You're right. It's Aiden O'Connell. Like, Who's one after? I have these guys as 27, 28. Thank you. That makes more <laughs> sense. I was like, wait, is there news or something I missed? I was like, oh, no, so no, no. So there's what, four teams on by? So these two are yeah. literally the last two, two uh, quarterbacks I have in my rankings of the starters. But I have, I'm actually going to have to move Ritter down. So these guys will actually be my last two because I don't have a, a Giants quarterback listed. Oh, no, sorry. I don't have a Cardinals quarterback listed because I was waiting to see. So I'm going to have to bump Kyler up. So these two are now uh, 27 and 28, That's the last two quarterbacks. 
are so bad. <laughs> okay, Zach Wilson's atrocious, and his situation's even worse because that line is decrepit. So it's the worst kind of situation for a quarterback to be in where really doesn't have any skill players besides Garrett Wilson. Like, those wide receivers kind of suck. Tight end's not good. That offensive line, and you have a quarterback who makes terrible decisions. Like, that's just the worst possible situation for a quarterback to succeed in. So, yeah, Zach Wilson's terrible. Somebody wanted a second-round pick for him. Like, they were like, hey, come get Zach Wilson for a second. I go, are you insane? Oh, he didn't get hurt. Okay. I thought I was gonna say he played in week eight, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He lost yeah, his job. Okay, yeah, I forgot. They fired the coach Jimmy the has been demoted. Yeah. He didn't lose it, but he didn't <laughs> get hurt. He's just worse than Aiden O'Connell. That tells you all you need to know. Oh, we got a comment. Hold on, yeah. I'm gonna pull it up. Okay. Chargers average giving up about sixty yards in game. I don't think they've given up more than one T D on the air. Only tight end who did good versus them was Kelsey and the Chiefs, and the numbers are inflated. Let well, me I mean, look. What are we we're talking tight end here for the Chargers? Yeah, well, reporter's really good. So, you know, like, you kind of um, just got to bet. Okay. Yeah, I'm betting on Laporta as the talent. The matchup is mediocre. Yeah. They give up the 16th most fantasy points. They are far worse in real-life defense than they are for fantasy, at least to the tight end position. So, like I said, 16th best matchup, but it, it doesn't – the matchup's not swaying me either way. It's just the middle of the pack. But it's good enough with his talent. It's the combination of Laporta's one of the better tight ends with one of the better matchups. And, you know, with Kelsey out, Andrews has the worst matchup. Engram, second worst. And Joku, third worst. Hawkinson, 11th worst. Pitts, seventh worst. Like, all the good tight ends have bad matchups with the exception of Kittle, Kincaid, Hill, and Schultz. Laporta has the fifth best matchup out of tight ends you'd likely be starting. There just aren't that many good tight ends. So, like, tight end numbers are weird. You have to be careful when you look at those numbers because they could have just played a lot of bad tight ends throughout the week, like, the year so they could have good numbers. Or on the flip side, you could play, like, Andrews, you know, Kittle, Kelsey. Like, you could have a string of those guys, and they'll inflate your numbers. So you have to be very careful with tight end numbers in general because there's not many good receiving tight ends. Like, that's the problem. Well, yeah, and it also, like I said, it doesn't help. Um, I'm sure the the numbers, maybe the Chargers aren't as bad because they faced, mm-hmm. what, Kelsey? Who else yeah. they got in there? Uh, nothing on Denver. Nothing yeah, on Denver. Yeah, so it's Kelsey. But still, like I said, they are a better matchup uh, in real life than they are in fantasy. Well, I guess they're mediocre either way, but I'm just mm-hmm. betting on it's one of the better matchups for one of the better tight ends. So yep. you just roll out each week. Yeah. Back to this game. Fourth best matchup for Brees Hall, who I am firing up. 16th best matchup for Josh Jacobs, who I'm also firing up. I have Jacobs as seven. Breeze Hall. Breeze Hall. Whoa. I, Breeze Hall oh, really high. I couldn't find him. You know why I can't find him? Because he was super high. <laughs> RB1. Holy smokes. One? Oh, RB1. baby. I thought two was high for me. I was like, Jesus. So, like, interesting thing with Jacobs is his volume's elite, and it's, he's starting to hit the regression we talk about with players. Like, this is what we talk about with Mixon or Rashad White. Those guys are like, the volume's elite. Chase it. This is what's happening with Jacobs. He gets elite usage and volume. Pierce loves him. He talks about him being a Raider. So, like, yeah. Josh Jacobs is, like, a mid-range RB1 from the rest of the season. I, like, uh, just a stud. I moved him down to done. four. This yeah. is one where I don't care what my rankings or my model says. He has to be moved behind. I just moved him behind McCaffrey, Kamara, Eckler. So, he's yeah. four. I'll start. I'll actually start him ahead of um, 
Kamara. Has... Like uh, Kamara, I do worry about a little bit just because they have oh, Jamal Williams. T, I'm, I only noticed it since every time I make an update, I hit publish and save on my Fantasy Pros rankings. And it mm -hmm. must have just happened because once I changed that, I went to submit it. I'm now getting a notification. According to, T, uh, to, to a Fantasy Pros, T. Higgins is officially out. There we go. So start Tyler Boyd, folks. You can play him. Tyler which Boyd. I'm actually going to do that. I'm probably going to start Tyler Boyd over James Cook. Will you go? Yeah. Moving on to the wide receivers here. Eighth worst matchup for the Jets. Worst matchup for the Raiders. So the running or the wide receiver situation is not great. We've still we got a couple of good ones. So I'm still starting Devontae Adams as a high end two. I have him ranked as 14 right now. Mm -hmm. Garrett Wilson, I have at 17. So I'm starting both of them as high end twos. Excuse me. High to mid-end, mid-range twos not starting anyone else in this uh in this one at the receiver position thoughts yeah i i do worry about jacoby myers this is the thing like with the aiden o'connell we saw it last week and we saw it in week three he's literally focusing on Devontae adams Devontae adams saw a 29 target share last week he had 13 targets in week three like he's the focal point of that offense for the receiver so unfortunately like jacoby just takes it in particular this matchup like this is rough. The New York Jets have two of the best corners in the league. Like DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner are a problem. So like it limits Adams. And the same thing with Garrett Wilson. He's got Zach Wilson, his biggest issue. So that just sucks. Um, yeah. You you just gotta play him as wide receiver twos moving forward. Um, yeah. as unfortunate as that sounds. But they do have wide receiver one upside. It's just yeah. not like they tight end 15th best matchup for the Raiders 20th best for the Jets I'm not really looking to start either of these I'd like to stash Mayer he's a mid-range to high-end uh, tight end two for me Conklin probably in the same range they're both all right if you have to play them I just you know there's no safety here and relatively low upside uh there's worse options uh kicker i don't trust either one of these guys no i don't trust either of them but it's tight end so yeah uh kicker 17th best matchup for the other carlson 20th best matchup for zerline i want no part of zerline carlson if you have to play him i bet he cracks my top 12 just out of lack of decent options he do 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 he did not crack my top 12 Oh, he has. Okay. I wasn't sure. I know he's been playing terrible and I wasn't sure if my projections had finally, like if I had finally decided I gave up on him, but yeah, he's uh, down where you have Boswell. He's like third from the bottom. So yeah. I've given up on Daniel Carlson as well and just decided to move on. Apparently the Carlson um, brother. Sorry. It's just not happening. <laughs> seventh best matchup for the Jets DST 11th best for the Raiders. I have no interest in playing the Raiders despite who's at quarterback, you will be living on turnovers. Uh, I have the Jets as 10, and I plan on moving them up at some point. I think they're probably six or seven. Raiders are middle of the pack. They're 17 for me. That's just because it's Zach Wilson on the other side. I don't imagine you would ever have to start the Raiders, but if you have to start the Jets, you can do so confidently this week. That's a, I mean, that's basically what it is. I got to my daughter for me one second. All right. I will bring up the next one and keep rolling. Uh, the next game. We will get into the one I cover for High Point. Uh, I will be previewing this one tonight with Bo McBriar, who is the High Point Ravens uh, creator. Start at quarterback. We've got Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson. Second worst matchup for Lamar. 
Worst matchup for Deshaun Watson. Having said that, Lamar is my QB3. Watson is my QB17. So I'm really firing up Lamar here. Not so much with Watson. So let's look to avoid him. Moving on to the running back position. It is the 23rd best matchup for Ford and the Browns. Uh, 27th best matchup for the Ravens. So neither of them is a good matchup. Both bottom 10. I am comfortable firing up Ford. He is top 24 for me, so he's an RB2. I don't really want any part of – well, I, I expect Keaton Mitchell to be out. I don't really want any part of the Ravens' backfield. I'm willing to start Gus Edwards as a low-end RB2 if need be, but I'm not really thrilled with it. It's kind of a scary spot. Bad matchup for both running backs. Uh, the bad matchups continue all around. These two defenses are elite, and a 9-6 game would not surprise me. Uh, we have the second-worst matchup for Zay Flowers and the fifth-worst matchup for Amari Cooper. I think I'm still starting both. I'm starting Cooper as a mid-to-high-end wide receiver, two. I'm starting Zay Flowers as a low-end, two, borderline, three. And then I don't really want anybody else of the pass catchers here. None of them are that good. We'll move on to tight end where the bad matchups continue. There's not been one matchup in this this uh, game so far that's better than eighth worst. That should tell you this is a 9-6 game. Worst matchup for Mark Andrews, playing him anyways, as I think he is my tight end too. David Njoku, third worst matchup. He is a mid to low end tight end one for me, and I'm starting him anyways. Tucker at kicker, third worst matchup. Uh, middle of the pack matchup for Dustin Hopkins. I want to start both kickers here, uh, regardless of how they've been doing in matchup. This has the makings of a low scoring field goal fest, and I'm firing them both up. I think Tucker's probably two for me. He's four, but either way, starting them both. And the DSTs, sixth best matchup for the Ravens, who I'm firing up as likely a top three or four defense. Middle of the pack matchup for the Browns, but as I've said with the predictions for the rest of this game, I'm comfortable starting them both. I have the Ravens at four. I have the Browns at 11, but I'm going to move that up. I know both offenses are half decent and Lamar's really good, but I want to err on the side of loading up on the defenses and kickers here. And aside from that, just basically start the studs. Anything you'd like to talk about specifically about any of the people in this matchup? Yeah, I think the, um, the defenses are interesting. Like, we were super excited for the Cleveland defense against Lamar in week one, and Lamar kind of shredded them. So, like, it, it's just he's just really good, and that's always the problem. No matter how good the defense is when they're playing the lead quarterback, I do get a bit worried. But, yeah, like you're talking about, it's definitely field goal fair. Like, that's what we expect it to be. And, you know, you're, you're just going to play him and hope it works out. It's just there's risk with him in this matchup. So, yeah, like, I like him. But, yeah, like you said, the tight ends, you got to start. <laughs> and Joku's been really good since he had his incident and got injured. I don't know what happened. Like he's been targeted a lot more, so like that's that's fun to see. So we actually have the second tight end we can count on. And yeah, like it's just, it's nice. We have more fantasy tight ends, which is always a good thing because it's a struggle out there. If you'd like a longer breakdown, check back for this game. I'm not sure. It might be tonight. Might be tomorrow. It will be on the High Points channel as I'll be breaking it down with Bo McBriar. He's the Ravens creator, and I am the Browns creator. Uh, two games left. Uh, let's go with what will likely be the worst of the two games. Next up, we have Broncos and Bills. Uh, QBs, we have 
Seventh worst matchup for Russell Wilson and 12th best for Josh Allen. Josh Allen is my QB one on the week. Russell Wilson is QB 15, and I'll probably even move that down further. Uh, what do you think here? Yeah, so, like, Russell Wilson has not been bad from a fantasy perspective. It's just the team kind of sucks. So, like, we're not talking about him, but he's having a better year than someone like Geno Smith. It's just, you know, he's playing on a bad team. So people are kind of like, oh, whatever. But fantasy-wise, he's been solid. Um, he's basically streamer-worthy this week. The Buffalo defense is good, but it's still not the defense it was with the injuries they've had. So I'm okay playing Russell Wilson this week. And it's Josh Allen. I mean, I don't – you just don't even need to talk about it. You just fire him in your lineup. You don't worry about it. Matchup, I'm really – he's really impervious to matchup. So you just play Josh Allen and you just go – all right, moving on to running backs. Second best matchup for James Cook. I'm going to start him as a high-end two. He's just – he's been good but not great. He always just seems to fall in that 10 to 15 range. He has no no ceiling, no floor. It's just kind of there. He does, but he's never great. He's just good. 13th best matchup for Javante, Javante Williams. I don't mind starting him. Let me look. I have James Cook. I have James Cook at – 20 but that's going to be moving up and i have javante williams at 22 that's probably going to be moving down i would far rather have james cook in this one over javante williams uh i know the bills got fournette but i gotta look what did, did fournette factor into this much last week no he wasn't even he wasn't even active last week oh okay that's so are, like are people just why are we hedging our bets i don't even, i don't think he's going to be a factor this week i, I don't know what do you think here yeah, like um, if if you're worried about Cook, this is the week you play him because the, the Broncos defense give the most fancy points to running backs. Like this is the week yeah. we go for it. Like what I'm saying, a lot of that is boosted by the Miami Dolphins extravaganza that happened, but they still have not been that good. Yeah. So you fire up Cook. It's just you know we worry about the touchdowns and the ceiling, but like he should have a very high floor in this game. But that should you know what? Okay, going back to that point, they are the the Broncos are. Okay, so they're the 12th best matchup for quarterback. Okay. Mm -hmm. They are the second best matchup for running back. They are the – where the hell are they? 24th best matchup for wide receiver and sixth best matchup for tight end. The fact that after that Miami game that they're not just the best matchup across the board tells you they've been pretty fucking good ever since then. Like, I get mm -hmm. it. They're still a good matchup or at least an above-average matchup, but, you know – that's not bad considering how slanted, you know, how much we're grading on a curve to that 170-point game. After, you know, you yeah. would them, I know for two or three weeks, because that happened, what, week three, week four? Uh, yeah, week three. I know, like, up until, like, a couple of weeks ago, they were every matchup was number one, number one, number one. You just started everyone against them. But now they're, like, they're, they're not number one at anything. They're, like, two, four, they're two, six, 12, 10. So, like, they're still good matchups, but it's – Kind of amazing that they've managed to get back to respectability with how bad that fucking game was. Yeah, it's so weird. Like the the most points they've given up in the last five weeks was to the Jets, which was twenty three. So go figure. They've shut. They haven't given up twenty points to the Chiefs in two matchups against them. So like the defense they beat has the Chiefs, didn't they? Yeah, they beat the Chiefs and they gave up nine and nineteen. So like in those two guys matchups, and there was another game against the Packers. They gave up seventeen points. So like the defense has figured some things out. It's not the same defense it was, but like still overall like. But not the best at fancy points. So, like, you still want to start James Cook. It's just you play him. You don't, you, you know, you shoot for that upside with him. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would much prefer him to start him over uh, Javante this week. 
Uh, do do wide receiver 16th best matchup for the Broncos eighth worst for the bills. I don't care. I'm starting Stefan Diggs as my wide receiver three. I can guarantee you Cortland Sutton's my highest Bronco. He is, he's a low end two. Judy's at three Mims is more like a desperation flex. I'm sure I've got some uh, bills sprinkled in here somewhere. I do. I have Gabe Davis as a low end three, and that's about it. So I want Diggs for sure. He's a must start. I don't mind starting Sutton. I don't really want anyone else. Like I'm not bad with Judy, but I don't really want to. Yeah, like, um, sorry, the daughter screaming in the background. Uh, Gabe Davis is always interesting. (laughs) She's like, shut up in the background, but. Game Davis is always interesting with the upside swing. Like, if you want to shoot for that with him, I just I, I don't really see the point starting Judy. It's just not working out. Like, I really don't want to play him. He's ranked inside my top 30 wide receivers, but it's just it's just been bad, man. Like, I just I really do not enjoy the Judy, Judy experience. So, yeah, I'm gonna play Davis over That's Judy, fair. and then yeah, like I'll have side to both. But, like, yeah, it's it's Stefan Diggs, and then it's really multiple tiers down to these guys for me. Tight end is easy. It's a bad matchup for the Broncos. I don't want to start any of them anyways. It's a great matchup for the Bills, and I want to fire up Kincaid as probably he's my fifth. I'm firing him up. That one's easy. Kickers, bad matchup for Lutz. Don't want to play him anyways. Great matchup for Tyler Bass. Want to play him for sure. I imagine he is also in the top five for me. He is. So I have both Broncos on the Broncos side here, way out of it. Don't play them. And I have both Buffalo options as number five. As far as DSTs go, fourth worst matchup for the Broncos. Once again, I don't want to play them. 12th best matchup for the Bills, who are also number five. So pretty much every uh, the tight end, the kicker, and the DST for the Bills are top five for me at exactly five. And I want nothing to do with the peripheral players here on the Broncos. To for, Furthermore, I really don't want anything to do with any Bronco aside from I'll start Javante or Sutton and I'll start Russ if I'm in Superflex, but I don't want any Broncos. Yeah, I mean, if we boil it down to that, like a simple fact, that's just is what it is. Like you just you want the Bills in this matchup, like just across the board. It's like Bill, 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 Bill. Yeah, I'm starting all the Bills. Like I'm playing them over the Broncos. So it's, yeah, it's the that's Broncos it. suck. Yeah. Let's get into our last game here. Wrap it up. We have the 49ers and the Jaguars. This seems just look just looking at this. This seems like one of those games that should be a London game. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot I did that. <laughs> I love you, Calvin Ridley. Where is Jeremy? Where is Jeremy when we need him? I didn't know he wasn't going to be on the show when I listed Calvin Ridley's position as poop. <laughs> I think it's fitting. Quarterback, let's oh, start there. We have third worst matchup for Trevor Lawrence. I don't care. 16th best matchup for Purdy. That doesn't really sway me either way. I have Purdy at 11. I have Trevor Lawrence somehow at 10. That's being moved up. I've got a few. You can tell my original run of rankings or projections is really stat-based, and then later Uh on I have to tweak it. So I have moved it up. I now have Lawrence as – let's switch to running back. I have Lawrence as 7. I've got Purdy as 11. Man, I have Lawrence really high. He's four. I'm like, I need to, I need to adjust some things if he's four. Like that scarifies the crap, or terrifies the crap out of me. And I can't talk. Scarifies. That's how bad it is. You guys. Yeah, that's like high. my brain was like, wait, what? Four? I was like, no, man, he's not been that good. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm confident starting Brock Purdy in this matchup. He gets Debo's. He's healthy again. Like 
the band's back together, and when the band's back together, you can play Brock Purdy. Like that's how I'm looking at it. So like, yeah, these two guys, I'm playing both of them in this matchup. Like this is this is going to be a fun game to watch, like for a fancy perspective. Like there is some interesting assets to play. Running back position, fourth worst matchup for the Niners, fifth worst matchup for the Jags. Don't care. CMC is my one. I'm just gonna leave him there every week that he plays. Yeah. He's my one. ETN is my six. I'm firing them both up. I want nothing to do with any of the backups. Yes, any there, yes, yes we are. No, not at all. Um, yeah, like ETN's been stud this year. He's living on more touchdowns than you know Lawrence. Like that's kind of how it's worked out for him. So that's why he's been so good. But McCaffrey's a fancy god. Like you just pull, like I don't even like I don't even want to debate it. He's too good. Like if you sold him this offseason, you feel like an idiot. So yeah, it's it's McCaffrey, baby. Yeah. Uh 12th best matchup for the Jaguars receivers, 18th best for the Niners receivers. Having said that, my highest right now, I have Debo at 12, but that's going to be one thing I'm going to change. I have Ayuk at 18. Mm-hmm. Those are gonna flip-flop. I always prefer Ayuk to Debo. I have uh, Christian Kirk as my 17. I feel like I might move that up a bit. Calvin Ridley is my 25. I want to move him down. But essentially what we've got here is four receivers that are somewhere in the wide receiver two conversation. And then nobody else I really want to start. Yeah, what? I like, I don't like, is, I I just can't find him on my list. Oh, there he is. Yeah. So I was like, dude, where is I? I cannot find him. So yeah. like You want I fantasy am, pros or do you do your own? I uh, do my own. Like I have a little cheat sheet that I use and just like import stuff. And, like, I'll have to find the me. link and send it to you to get on the expert platform for next year. Yeah. I keep so it's inter- like, I was just surprised that Debo's higher than Ayuk, but yeah, like it's, it's coming off the injury. Like I'm not going to start him over Ayuk coming off the injury. Like he's playing, like we're going to slow play that a little bit. So he's going to knock down what you're talking about. Yeah. But like I'm playing both those guys this week and yeah, Christian Kirk's been just been a much better fantasy asset. Like, so I don't know why anyone would prefer Ridley. It's just not Ridley's role is not great for fantasy. It's good for that team. It works for them, but for stats wise, it's just kind of sucks. So it is what take it is. Lock. Yeah, take lock. That's why people prefer Ridley. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, but like we're at what week ten? Like you gotta make adjustments at this point. And Tayden, um, sorry, I'm gonna pull this up really quick. Just answer his questions since it's in there. Uh, no, I didn't um, even see it. Sorry. Was off for Higgins or McLaurin? Uh, no, I want McLaurin myself. Um, his not been a good year for Higgins, and like I get it, Joe Burrow's back and Higgins is fine, but like I'm not dealing with that injury. Um, uh, how do you how do you play these two? Because I'm gonna actually take McLaurin, which is something I thought I would never say personally. Where are you at with these two? And I guess they're seven and two. Just a sec, let me look this up. He says based on playoff schedules, it would really like this. Playoff schedules are so unpredictable because yeah. of you know, injuries and whatever. Let me look this up. It would really have to be insane to sway me. So 15, 16, 17. Rams, Jets, Niners. So that's pretty brutal for McLaurin. Yeah, that is rough. That is bad. Uh, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, KC is not much better. Minnesota is a nice matchup, but Pittsburgh, I don't want to be facing KC in the championship. I don't want to be facing the Niners either. But I think the matchup is brutal. or The matchups are brutal for McLaurin. The matchups are bad for Higgins, so I don't think the matchup difference is enough to sway me. So I think I just keep McLaurin yeah. as well and uh, and yeah, uh, like just the, keep the healthy guy. Yeah, here's the flex options like most are Hollywood and Dell. Like I, I wouldn't be shocked if you're starting Hollywood anyways, but like a healthy Kyler. So like, yeah, play Hollywood. Mostert with A Chain coming back, he's gonna fall. You got Dell. Yeah. Like I don't. Put most is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, I, I keep the uh, McLaurin side. Like I said, it's a bad yeah. schedule, but they're both bad schedules and got just and keep the healthy one. Sam Howell's checking it the most of the league. So like he's supporting fancy assets. So like I'm completely fine with McLaurin over big um, interest season. Tight ends, second worst matchup for Engram, 10th best matchup for Kittle. Having said that, I have Engram at seven, Kittle at eight. You're firing them both up. Fourth, fifth, uh, fourth worst matchup for the 49ers, DST. 11th worst match, sorry, fourth worst matchup for Jake Moody. Looked at the wrong one. Fourth worst matchup for, Ju- uh, for Judy, <laughs> Jake Moody. 11th worst matchup for McManus. I am starting Moody as my. He is my nine, and McManus is 18, so I want nothing to do with McManus. Uh, DST is here. Worst matchup for the Jags. Don't want to start them. 49ers, it's a middle-of-the-pack matchup. I don't mind the Niners. It's a situation where you definitely can't drop them. They're still they're 13 for me. If you have to play them, play them. Don't drop them. If you can afford to carry a second DST, this would be the week for me to do it and avoid the potential shootout here. But like I said, you can't drop them. Yeah, like the 49ers defense has not been good lately. Like the past month, they're just not scoring you fantasy points. So like it might be something we need to reevaluate moving forward. Well, but, okay, yeah. and that's I think that's a uh a, a you're welcome. Uh that's a case of Trent Williams has missed a lot of time on the offensive line and their offense has been worse as a result, mm-hmm. which is why they're losing and their defense is spending more time on the field because their offense isn't as dominant and it's all a Williams thing. So that's, yeah, that's, I how that's, I see that's it. part of it. Cause like, they're just, they're really not getting pressures and like the turnovers aren't really there either. Like there's no like interceptions last week and stuff. So yeah, it's interesting, but like you're saying just Jacksonville offense is elite. You really don't want to play them. Like this is like, you're talking about, you kind of want to bench them. Worry about them moving forward because I think they have Tampa Bay the week after that, and that's a much more enticing matchup for them where they're healthy and you go there. So yeah, I'm with you. If you could just if you could roster them and not play them, if you have to drop them, I get it. Like I'm okay dropping defenses like this sometimes, but yeah, ideally that's what I want to do. I'm right there with you. If you bench them, play them next week. All right, and that is a wrap. That concludes NFL Week 10 Fantasy Football AFC Home Game Preview on the Mad Science Lab Podcast. Thank you for watching, everyone, from Aaron and Jesse. Take care and have a great day. We will be back Sunday at noon, live until kickoff, answering your trade questions, sit start, you know, all sorts of shit, kind of shit-talking each other. Who knows who'll be there? I think Jeremy's gone, but at very least, it'll be me and Jesse. So we'll see you then. Take care, everyone. Have a good weekend.